Hey everyone, welcome back to One Shot at a Time, a tabletop role-playing game podcast where we take a random prompt and turn it into a one-shot adventure. This season we're working with Fabula Ultima, a JRPG-inspired tabletop role-playing game. My name is Daniel, your Forever Game Master. And I am also Daniel, your sipping tea guy. Yes, we will be sipping tea throughout this episode on top of a slightly creaky table because we can't get a professional studio ever. We're keeping it loose, and in the spirit of keeping it loose, this table is kind of loose. Anyways, okay. today we are going to get a prompt from Daniel. He's been playing a new game called Redfall? Yes, that's correct. I'm playing a game called Starburst. Starburst. That's a reference to a joke that was off mic that you will not understand. Yes, because that's the first rule of uh, (laughs) podcasting is to make jokes that no one can understand. Inside jokes only reference SpongeBob as much as you can. Yes, that's how you make it to the top 10 on Spotify. That's how Joe Rogan did it. That's how My Brother, My Brother and Me did it. That's how other top podcasters did it. (laughs) Those are the only ones I know. I think that's the only podcasts other than this one. Oh, true, true. We are number one. Oh, don't forget, Hello from the Magic Tavern. True. They are a podcast. That's really true. That's really true. Mm-hmm. Though I would really say that that is kind of an art form that transcends podcasting. True. They have evolved into something that is considered a live show, if anything. Oh, okay. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's I think the this has gone on long enough. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Uh, Especially because we haven't introduced what we're actually talking about. Yeah, I mean, we said Redfall and then Starburst, and now everyone's confused. <laughs> That's true. Okay, yeah, good. let's continue the bit then. So, <laughs> okay, um, yeah, so uh, this is going to be an episode where we talk about a thing, and then we use that as inspiration to fill out this little... Um... I explained how our podcast works, Daniel. We can keep going. <laughs> Did you say the name of the podcast? <laughs> yes, it's One Shot at a Time. Great, great bit. Nailed it. Cool. So... Yeah, so we're going to be using this to fill out our little Fabula Ultima world that we've been working on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I have been playing a bunch of games recently. Or not a bunch. Uh, So I have a friend who I met in Japan. Usually when you meet somebody overseas, like you're an expat, and then you both return to your home countries, you just like never speak again. Expatriate. Expatriate. So it's just a a non... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anti-American? Is that what you are now? A um like someone who commits treason. Oh, okay. Like burning the American flag. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's an expat. Oh, okay. So that's what happens when you go to Japan. You have to burn the American they, flag. Yeah. In. Before you get on the plane, you have to spit on and burn an American flag. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's intense. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why the immigration is so tight. Okay. So how do you come back in then? Oh, you have to sew you sew one from like by hand. Oh, okay. To so, prove that you're a patriot again. Yeah. So for anyone who's not in America, in order to be American, when you're born, you're given an American flag. And right. anytime you leave, you have to burn it. Yes, exactly. And exactly. then remake it when you come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, our yeah. immigration policy. That's why it takes so long to get through. Yeah, yeah. We should we should make that the immigration policy of the city in our world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where there's like a magic flag. Oh. And it if you like, yeah. And so if you do something that would like be treason against the the royalty, then you you have to like, it, it will like disintegrate. So the Magic Kingdom is like a very like, Soviet Russia observing you everywhere I, you go. Yeah, kind of I'm thing. playing with the idea of making the human, like the human capital in this world, like a police state. Actually, I do like that idea of making it like a police state, something like very extreme. Yeah, I was half joking, but it it's could be fun. it's an interesting dynamic, right? Because it it establishes the theme of um, the humans are kind of like the only known civilization in this world, mm-hmm. or at least on this continent, right? Like on well, this side of the mirror world, or rather, like t- you know, to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. They are the last bastion of humanity, basically. To them, yes. And then, but like, you know, like unbeknownst to most of like the riffraff, mm-hmm. there's like hidden pockets of 
you know, like more in tune to nature people. Yeah. Scattered around. So like water folk. Yeah. Um, you got your water folk. You got your water folk. You got, you your, got tree your tree folk. folk. You got your metal folk. You got your magma folk. You got your spirit folk. We got all kinds of folk. Come down to folks. Folk Mackenzie's folk, folk land. Folkland. Come to Folkland. That could be a fun place to put in our Folk world. Folk your kids. No. That's don't. our cash line. We're still workshopping that. Yeah. We're... F- <laughs> nope, we're done. <laughs> we're done with that. Anyways. <laughs> All right, so... Cool. Anyways. We created um, a new world called Folkland in our world. Right, okay. Okay, so anyways. Yeah, let's get to, get into what the actual inspiration for this is going to be. So, Which we need. Why were we talking about... Th- right, the expatriatism. Yeah. So, yeah, so... um. Me and a friend of mine, we play like co-op games and we like to play bad games because oh God, okay. it, it tends to lead to funnier conversation than just like playing a game where you can kind of expect what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So an Activision game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, like, well, I mean, playing through the Call of Duty campaign is like in a way like playing a bad game because it's just really like corny. Yep. Um, America. Right. We do things. Yeah. Guns and men. Dude, the man, I was like so bothered watching a like a short segment of the modern warfare 2 campaign uh-huh. because i realized that it's like literally just cia propaganda is it the second modern warfare 2 or the one before the that? remake or yeah you know whichever one got remade recently yeah, where yeah, like yeah. where you literally play a guy who is like in cuba during the missile crisis yeah you know what's hilarious i see the exact opposite where people are saying modern warfare has become too woke because they're like oh there's like women really? with guns and being leaders in oh. it and then like there's burning of the american flags in the scenes much like what we do to get into it get out of america <laughs> yeah no no i mean no that's just real like i had to do that yeah, yeah so yeah. that's why it's in call of duty yeah luckily you could sew pretty quickly otherwise you'd be in there forever right 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 well if you're in the military they let you use like tactical sewing machines oh that makes sense because you have to go in and out so much right exactly exactly okay yeah anyways so, so yeah anyways that was also a tangent so let me really wrap it back to okay so yeah i play bad games with my friend mm-hmm. And we recently played a game called Redfall, which it's that great feeling when you're like, hey, here's a co-op game coming up. And then it releases on Steam and then you see it's mostly negative reviews and you're Mm -hmm. just like, "Mm hmm, here it comes, baby. Let's go. So yeah, Redfall is, here's the thing, like a lot of the negative reviews, I think, are saying game is super easy. It's super buggy. Performance sucks. Stuff like that. Like it's, it's just a hard to play game. But one of the reasons why I found myself enjoying it as much as I did is because, well, I mean, one, I had no expectations, but two... At 60 FPS. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, I... No, I, I think I might have been playing sub-60 for a lot of the time, but yeah. I mean, you know, it's games. It's a game. I en- I was, like, enjoying the story a lot more than I thought I would, um, and, like, it got to a point where basically the only thing keeping me playing the game was just to kind of see how it ended. Um, so, so yeah, so the, the setting is... Um, I think you'll really like it. It's, like, it's set on a fictional island off the coast of Massachusetts. And is that fictional? Is there no islands off the coast of Massachusetts? No, no, there are, but this is just like a made-up one. Oh, okay. But it's like kind of plausible because it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's Massachusetts exists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Massachusetts is a place. They got folk there. Yeah, they got folk. They got islands, folk, right? Yeah, they folk all over the place. Oh, God. Okay, so, <laughs> so, yeah, so, okay, so the premise is you choose one of four characters who are kind of like... So everybody is stuck on this island, and okay. they're stuck there because, like, vampires have taken over it. Okay, so, like, Dead Island-esque in a weird way? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so it's like Dead Island except with zo- uh, vampire thralls, basically. Okay. But it's like, so there's very powerful vampires, and they've kind of, like, been hidden there for a long time, and then they've finally come out and taken over and turned everybody into thralls. And then what's really cool is, like, you can't escape the island because they have taken all of the water around the island, and then, like, 
made it into like a giant unmoving wall barrier around it. And then... Um, Wait, so is it still an island if there's no water? Uh, Wow, that's a really interesting question. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it's just like really low elevation land. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Wow, you've really changed me on this. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> okay, so anyways. You're welcome. And yeah, so so basically it's just like you can't escape the island. Everybody is being controlled by a vampire and you kind of just like have to join the last remaining survivors and then, you know, just like... It's a really... It's like a modern spin on like vampire hunters where... Okay. You know, you're like shooting them with M16s, but then like you have like a, a stake attachment on your assault <laughs> rifle. Okay. And so like when they're down, you kind of like stake them through the heart. Oh my gosh. Um. So such a cliche. I know. Yeah. It's it's like really over the top, but there is just a lot. There's kind of like a lot of charm to the game that allows you to well allows allowed me personally to kind of like look past the really you know like bugs all the time, really bad AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like kind of mediocre gunplay, okay. bad loot system, so etc. A lot of bad stuff. So basically, like everything about the game. <laughs> but sounds like you're attached to the story. So like, what's happening? Like, why is your character not a thrall? What are they trying to do? I guess they're trying to kill the vampires to get off, right? Yeah, like you're you're just some like a group of four survivors. Like, okay, so one of them is like a bounty hunter who was cursed by one of the vampires to like, and then he has like powers because of it. Oh, so, like, each person has, like, their own individual class kind of thing? Yeah, like exactly, Dead. yeah. Well, not, like, Left 4 Dead, whatever. I mean, game. basically, like, Left 4 Dead, where you choose a character, but then they have, like, a kit. Um, okay. One of them is, like, a paranormal investigator, mm. like, YouTuber guy. He's a YouTuber? Yeah, he, like, he has, like, a popular channel. Oh, okay, cool. And then, and then he's he, like, he was there to investigate rumors about paranormal activity, and then he got stuck there because of the whole thing that popped off. Okay. Where, yeah, which is, like, a really cool premise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of them is just, like, a girl who was there for university, but, and then she was, like, dating a vampire, I think, unbeknownst to her. Okay. And then, so, like, her ult is, like, she calls in her boyfriend. Wait, so she's still with him, then? I actually don't know the backstory. Oh, I think maybe that sounds like, like a very cool backstory. It's like if her ult is to call in her boyfriend, like oh, yeah, her boyfriend is a vampire protecting her right. on this island. That's exactly, dope. exactly. Yeah, it's it's something like that, and I don't know for sure. And I, I mean, we can really just say whatever the fuck we want because I doubt like anybody is going like defending Redfall's story. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of folk on Redfall. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. There might be a lot of red folk. Red folk. Great. Cool. Uh, okay, we're done. Let's go uh, Texas Redskins or whatever this <laughs> team is from. I think they changed their name actually. Finally. Really? Yeah. They think they did it during like COVID. Like they finally changed the name to something else. What did they change it to? I like, don't. Oh, know. it wasn't like the Chiefs or something. Yeah, is I that... think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So something like also kind of equally vaguely racist. Yeah, but like not cool. specifically like a racial term. But, right. Okay, right. Cool. Right. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, and then the last character is a uh. I think just like, oh, I think she's like ex-military or something. Okay, so just some classic military dude. Or rather, I think they are ex-military. I think they are gender fluid. Okay, so they're they're stuck on their island and they're... That wasn't a joke. They're just like actually gender fluid. Okay, cool. We know they're trapped on the island. I assume they have to kill the vampires to get off. Right, okay. So the kind of like main hook of it is that there are... uh, Okay, so the, the reason why there are vampires is actually because there was this company that was researching basically like a an elixir of immortality okay and they find this girl who is like the perfect vessel she's like really compatible with whatever like science thing they're doing okay the holy grail yeah so she's like able to kind of be like a vessel to produce this stuff or like to create vampires i don't like i don't super remember why it wasn't really clear to me but the story is about these like very powerful vampires who are basically like the founders of the company who is like they're they're kind of like masking masquerading under the the guise of being oh, like a pharmaceutical okay. company. So, so this is kind of like vampires are existent in the world. They just kind of hide underneath as like rich 
hierarchies? Well, I think it's that it's it's sorry. There, it's not that there are. It's not. I don't think it's like there are like mythological vampires mm-hmm. as we usually tell the story of them. Oh, they're just actual like high end like they like top turned 1% into people. yeah yeah they like turned into oh, vampires. So when you reach a thing. certain like income gross income, you become a vampire. It, yeah, it might be something like that. Well, I mean, you have to like probably drink this whatever okay. thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. So basically, think of it as just like there is a very high class of people who are able to drink this thing, and then they turn into vampires, and then they're doing this whole sort of like experiment. They kind of like make this island a testing bed for like taking over the world. Okay. So we're killing billionaires. Cool. Yes, exactly. Kill billionaire. Like the who's the director for that? Kill Bill. I have no idea. Yeah, we are not good at movies. Yeah. Great. Okay. Let's cool. just make that a pact runs. here to never reference a movie ever again. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. Except Shrek, maybe. Yeah, we can reference Shrek. Yeah. Okay. And Do the we... Sonic movie. Who directed Shrek? Uh, damn, fuck off. <laughs> it's over. I just know Smash Mouth's in okay, it. Okay, close the podcast. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's basically the gist of it. It's just like, um, the story progresses by you trying to take down the, uh, basically, basically the kingpin of an area, like the, the vampire boss. Okay. Um, and then there's like pretty compelling storylines as to like who they were before they became vampires and like what they sacrificed. Like one of the, the first boss is like, um, it's, it's basically like he kind of uses his daughter as like a testing bed okay. for, for like the drug or something like that. It's not like a Resident Evil storyline, but okay. Yeah. And then he kind of, yeah, I mean literally that. And then he, he sort of like slowly descends into madness and then loses sight of like who his daughter really is and okay. then and then like ends up like using her to death and then but he like he's he's kind of like delusional and still mm-hmm. thinks she exists somewhere. Okay. Yeah, so so it's it's just like it's cool. There's like these cool little storylines about just like okay. people giving up their humanity. Yeah, that's a ton we can go off of. Uh just in case like is there another kingpin that you really enjoyed? Fighting? There's only two. Okay. And so you can kind of see where the game falls short because because it's like there's two areas and there's two kingpins and then you fight the last boss ah. who is the founder of the company. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's there's only two. And then the second one is cuz like the first one kind of has like a sympathetic angle where it's like oh he loses sight of who he is but at the end he still really loved his daughter. He just mm-hmm. like, you know, he was just misguided. But the second one I think it was like actually okay, so this one is really eerie because there's like a kind of like bell motif like sort of like a sound motif throughout the the whole sort of his storyline and then you find out that it's because uh he like had a father who was ailing that he would have to take care of but then he eventually just like got so fed up with him that he like took the kind of bell that his father would use to call for help and then like moved it too far from him and then just like left him and then let him die oh okay um wow. yeah it was so like yeah sometimes the game just kind of like springs that kind of shit on you and you're like wow okay that's really powerful yeah but then you know in other scenes there's just like you get into a firefight and then there's just a dude who's like octopusing through the air huh and then you just see that and you're like wow what a dumb game it sounds like we have a lot of info to run off of okay here i can show you this video of a guy trapped in a wall <laughs> why is that happening so i have a so my character has a skill where he can like uh he can mark people and, uh, yeah, that's just a guy in a wall. Why is he in the wall? And just glitched through? And he's just falling, yeah. <laughs> Go here. <laughs> that's funny. So, uh, I think we have way more than enough inspiration to jump into creating a story. So, this my sound- The thing that draws me the most is really just the concept of, like, a place where, like, to the outside world is either, like, not there or, like, seems to be fine. 
But then when you get on the inside, like everybody's trapped. I think it's like a classic, uh, like D and D or TTRPG story module where it's just like, oh, you arrive in an island, you're trapped, you can't, you got to find your way out, and that's how you get out of here. Right, right, yeah. right. Like yeah. the story itself is like you're trying to get out. That's your hook. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or I mean, maybe because I think for this, the sort of like JRPG spin would definitely be like you. You need like you need to go there for some reason, or you find out that there is like, you know, oh, there are tales of like an ancient race of people who li- used to live here, and then they disappeared one day, and then you go there because you need to, you know, get the Chaos Emerald or something, mm-hmm. and well, then you know, I think, find them and free them or something. Yeah, I f- like from like a campaign perspective, I think like maybe this could just be you get a tip off from the guild or someone you meet at Yimika that there is this island of a group of people that's causing, like, a distress to spirits or something, and then you yeah. can go there to start this journey. And when you arrive on the island, you can't get off. Like, for some reason, your boat explodes, water's in the way, right, giant right. bubble shield appears, you're like, you can't get off, and then monsters appear. Yeah, that yeah. It feels very, like, inspired by this Redfall game. Right. Um, I don't think there would be a diamond there, but... From a one-shot perspective, there probably wouldn't be a Chaos Emerald anyways. Oh, because I was thinking, like, you would need to go to this place for some reason. And then, because I like the angle more of, like, you are freeing people who are kind of, like, trapped under a curse or something Mm -hmm. that is preventing them from being able to escape. Oh, okay. Rather than just kind of, like, you know, you have to get off of this island. We got trapped on the island on accident. We got to get the fuck off. Oh, my God, there's zombies. Because I'm angling more for, like, a cool JRPG location rather than, like, a anime one-off snark. No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I, there's like a lot of ways you can take it, so. Yeah, um, for sure. Because I, I don't necessarily, I'm not like married just to the like trapped on an island idea more than I am of like the. What are you married to? What, what am, are you union to? So I am married to a synthetic android sex doll. Oh, I, call, I call her my. <laughs> what, deer? My, what is it? Synthetic deer? Yeah, my synthetic there we deer. Go, yeah. There we go, yeah. Great for HOV lanes. Yes, but not HIV lanes. Oh, God. No, well, be... that's a good thing, probably. Why? Because you yourself? can't get HIV, right? In the lane? Yeah. Because you're with a synthetic deer who can't give it to you. Oh, true. Yeah, so true, there's, true, there's true, the true, bonus true. out of that scenario. True, yeah. Silver lining, as they okay. say. Okay, <laughs> right. Yeah. You're really selling me on this idea. <laughs> you're welcome. Please married. buy now. You can call us at 1-800. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I really, I like the kind of more like spirited away feeling of it. Okay. Where it's like... A one-hour movie where you're trapped inside of a exactly, <laughs> and there's like a scary pig in the beginning that kind of freaks you out too much to watch it as a kid. Yeah, and a faceless man that's trying to ask a child to essentially be a prostitute. I think. I think really? that's what the reasoning is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. I didn't make it that far because I just chickened out at the pig part where their parents turn into pigs. Oh, okay. And then I just never watched the movie and I just pretend that I did because okay. a lot of people like to talk about how good it is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but yeah. So what do you think about like because. I assume... Well, I want to figure out what you like about the game that you want to pull into our one-shot specifically. Because so far, it's not just being trapped on an island. It's something more, right? Yeah, I... So what I'm thinking here, I already have a kind of an idea, having thought about it during the explanation of all that, mm-hmm. plus whatever else we were talking about that wasn't explaining yeah. it, which Some was Warfare most of it stuff, probably, yeah. 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 I have this feeling of, like, you need to go there because... Well, okay, let's establish this, like... What is it that kind of initiates this quest of getting every single emerald in this world? Because I assume after we encounter the first one, then that's where the story kind of starts to unfold, right? So, from yeah, from a long-form campaign, I think the Yimika region will establish that, like, one, a Chaos Emerald exists. Yep. Two, Robotnik's after it. Yeah, there's people who are gunning after yeah. him. Yep. And three, these are the catalysts that causes the 
spirits to go out of whack, so you have to calm them down. Maybe at first yes, it's like okay. the emeralds are just out going haywire, so you go into different areas which have like this explosion of energy sources that you're tracking. Maybe you get like some weird tracker from Emika, right. or someone creates it for you. You rip it out of oh, a robot, yeah, okay. something like cool. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I really like that angle. The rip I, it out of a robot? Yeah. yeah. Not only because it sounds really rad, because there's like a nice sort of assonance there, but also just because like... It would be such a cool reveal to be like, okay, cool, yeah, you check out this forest place and you kind of like solve their ancient tests mm-hmm. and then you fight, you calm their beast, their guardian spirit, and then you get attacked by these like weird robot guys, these weird synthetic deers, mm-hmm. and then you find out that it's like, oh shit, they've been tracking like a bunch of these, mm-hmm. and then you kind of get this cool angle of like not really knowing for sure that it's like, yeah, kid, there's seven Chaos Emeralds and you got to go find them all yeah. or whatever. You kind of have the sense of like, oh, cool, there's this like cool story hook that we have, but we don't know for sure what it is. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of leads you to be able to lead them into these places and kind of still have the mystery of like, there is some reason why there's kind of turmoil and natural disasters everywhere, mm-hmm. but... You won't know until you get to the second one for sure that it's like, oh, there's emeralds in every single location and that's what's causing this unbalance. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, uh, like, I was thinking that, like, they arrive at this location as, like, um, a red herring that accidentally got here and it's not actually an emerald, but it could, we could definitely put an emerald here. Like, this is what the kingpin here had found. He used it on the people and it caused him to go corrupted and lose his mind. Mm. Like, that's definitely, like, the emerald caused him to go insane could be that direction oh yeah what if we had it just so that it was even like the because i'm imagining i really like the idea of like there being just a like a whole kingdom that was spirited away and is just kind of like hidden in plain sight okay and maybe i mean we could even just say like you know the guardian spirit of this crystal also went berserk and then in Mm -hmm. a sort of like weird twisted self-preservation decided to just, like, hide everybody in some kind of, you know, alternate... Island of the Mist or something? Yeah, Village like obscured by the mist. Right, yeah. exactly. So, let's... Okay, okay, wait. Let's take stock of what emeralds we have left. We have elemental emeralds, and the ones yeah. we've used so far are... We know there's water. Yeah, water. And we know there's earth. Earth. Or, or tree. Nature. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the metal or lightning one. Right. Okay. And then, didn't we have light and dark? We did have light and dark. So maybe we we can use either light or dark yeah, for this one. both work here, yeah. And then we kind of have like the weird sort of like mirror slash shadow dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, is there one that speaks to you more? Um, I think the obvious one would just be to do shadow. I think shadow would work. Light you could do like it obscures the vision. That's why it's hiding. Like, exactly, like a mirage or like something. Like a mirage, but yeah. I think the dark one could be like he's hearing like calls of the darkness, which could cause him to go insane. Because I like the direction of Kingpin going insane, like the leader or the right. king of this kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a kingpin in this scenario, I guess. He's yeah. a king who's right. disappeared and been embedded with this dark chaos emerald, which has caused him to lose his mind. Because yes. I love the story of like this guy who was trying to save his daughter. Yeah, kind of right, okay. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like his daughter was probably sick or like dying or there's something wrong and he was trying to use the power of this emerald that he found within his island and it ah. caused everything to go white and everyone to come back undead. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I had sort of written off the angle of like the actual creators, like the progenitors of whatever this outbreak is. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, yeah, I like that angle a lot. Okay. So, so far we have in the storyline is that uh, there is an emerald here. It's the dar- it's the shadow chaos emerald or the dark chaos emerald, the purple one. Yeah, um, well, okay. How do- so- uh, cause I, 
I equally like it being like because it's shadow, it's kind of, you know, like obscured away like it's sort of hidden in the like because you know it's like a reflection of whatever is able to be seen yes and also carries a gun so (laughs) right yeah (laughs) and has cool hover skates this is how we introduce guns into the world and this kingdom has guns oh okay yeah that i mean it would be really fun (laughs) because i mean i I seriously don't even mind like a kingdom of people who just use guns yeah but it would would be really funny if it was like oh it's the kingdom of shadow yeah and they all ride motorcycles and have guns. guns yeah and they move by hovering. It's like, oh, cool. But also, I also think it would be equally cool to do, like, this is the light crystal. And because it was, like, I there's two angles that I like about it. Which is, one being, it could be, like, the light is twisted. And light can be a really powerful force. But it can also be kind of, like, intimidating. Yep. You know? Like, when you're, like, in an interrogation or something. And they yeah. shine light at you. Or staring at the sun. Both very Yeah, exactly. It's a very powerful force. Mm-hmm. So I like the angle that it's, like... Just because it's light doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. And so there's like this power of light that was twisted and now it's like kind of spirited people away and hiding them in this sort of mirage world. Okay. And I also like the angle of light and dark kind of exist in a sort of like yin-yang harmony. Mm -hmm. And then like because one or the other, you know, like maybe one is overpowering the other or there's some kind of like struggle or like they are you know like kind of overriding each other or something like that that's the cause of this if we wanted to go with the sort of like both it's like two crystals in one kind of for the arc oh so they're both here yeah like they're both kind of or you know like maybe they live in harmony because of that yin yang relationship okay but one's missing is the direction we're going with i think or one yeah or one is just you know like because one is like you know one is trying to overpower the other Mm. that's what happened and then now it's been kind of like hidden away Okay, so both crystals exist here. The one that's obscuring the island is the light crystal, and then the dark crystal's causing the undead and the havoc going on. Yeah, that could work. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, how how into the idea are you of there being two? Because we could easily just make this about one, and, and it would be sort of a lot cleaner. Yeah, like, I just don't know what I would do as far as the light crystal being here, like, as far as... Because, like, I mean, I'm kind of getting this sense of, like, the two guardian spirits are kind of like siblings or something like that. And mm-hmm. they've kind of always lived in harmony. Yeah. I, I was, cause my thought was like this world, if we're going back to our world building, this world is the world with like four of the crystals or three of the crystals. And the other side of the mirror world had the other crystals. Oh, okay. That was my original direction. But if we're not going to do the mirror world, we can keep it all in one world, which to be fair, we are still messing with our world building as we go. That's why you got to keep listening to all our podcast episodes. <laughs> so if you forget anything, go back, take notes. Right. Yeah. Or just read our I won't campaign. do that, but yeah, just let me know where I'm wrong. Yeah, when we write our campaign setting, it'll probably all be there, if we ever do. Like us and share with your friends if you want us to do that. Great. Thank you. So we're ending the podcast? Uh, not yet. <laughs> um, yeah, so right now, I would say I would like to do it as just the Dark Crystal. I don't see, yep. like, besides the higher, like, psychological element of, like, light and dark and the philosophical right, aspect right. of that being there, I... Don't know how else to include the light crystal in a like meaningful way in the story yet. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I mean, if you give me like a few hours and a shower, I could probably give you something. Right, exactly. Yeah, the thinking chamber. Yeah, the thinking chamber. Yeah, but... there is. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it, it would be better to limit ourselves at this point because there. I think there's there's too much thematically flying around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's just hone in on it. Is the dark crystal? Do we have an idea of what kind of setting this would be in terms of like environment? 
Well, it's supposed to be a kingdom that has been lost in the eons. So I'm thinking like a much more advanced kingdom. Okay. Uh, maybe even like more modernized in that sense, but it's been like desolated because all the people have been corrupted by the shadows, except for you four adventurers that have recently landed on the island. Right. So that's why there's guns and hover boots and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. And motorcycles and everything Shadow uses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't actually played the game, so. If we're going that direction. I like it because it's funny, but uh, we don't actually have to do that. Yeah, no, no. So that's the setting I'm thinking about. Is It's a modern-day setting, uh, motorcycles, guns, and cars, and then these are the creatures you're running into, and they're all possessed by this like dark goop that's converted them into these like monstrous thralls, similar to what Redfall you're dealing with. Right, okay. Um, are there any like unique monsters or enemies that you deal with in Redfall? In Redfall, it's pretty much just vampires and cultists with guns okay there are different kinds of vampires ones that explode okay or you know like they're kind of like blood sacks or whatever um there's dudes who like drain you like shadow drain you ah shadow yo yeah, yeah wow, right. everything <laughs> everything yeah. it's so hard to not say shadow i know right it's so common there's one actually that is a cool sort of design from a video game perspective which is it's this sort of like demoness who when you are fighting her uh there's like a certain range around you that you can't see so there's just like a wall of shadow oh okay there's a wall of hedgehogs okay cool <laughs> um that kind of like follows you around so you can't really see past you know like 10 meters or whatever ahead of you okay so it's just a cool video game thing but yeah i mean it's it's really just like vampires with powers dudes okay. with guns yeah it's not super creative but i mean it is just because it's like you know thematically it's vampires yeah okay um but i i do i do like the angle of just like dark force that like breaks people down mm -hmm. and then turns them into kind of like a more primordial substance yeah sort of like a more spirit slash like haunting kind of vibe yeah because the way i see this particular adventure ending is that at the very end they fight the king of the region and then remove the shadow crystal and find a way to purify it or at least like contain it for a little bit right which right, they right. may have gained some like insight from the yimika group after like taming the previous one which is just beat up a big monster i guess yeah 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 i think maybe yeah you would kind of know that it's like there is a way to sort of tame the power of the crystal mm -hmm. though i guess in this case actually it would it's kind of an interesting angle to approach it from like the villain you know quote-unquote antagonist in this arc isn't the you know berserk spirit it's a spirit that's being exploited by one of the former, you know, either, like, head researchers or maybe he's just, like, the ruler of the area. Well, did you like the idea of the king trying to save his daughter and then going berserk with it lodged in his chest? I I like it. I don't know if I like it being the king. Okay. Because I kind of like the... I mean, it's really inconsequential It can in be the anybody, end. yeah. Yeah. So who do you... I just like the angle of it being kind of, like, a misguided scientist or researcher. We can do that, yeah. Yeah, so it's not necessarily the king, but like, Doesn't have to yeah, be. I don't think there's really going to be any kind of like power structure here because it's. Well, I mean, just I think everyone's in. dead. Right exactly. Now. Yeah. So. I think this island is not going to like. I know Redfall had like some like survivals there. I don't think so because of the yeah. amount of time that's gone over through this area. Right. Right. So right. everyone's either been captured and turned into goop monsters, or they're dead. Do you think there would need to be some kind of NPC there that would be able to kind of walk you through what's happening? So I was thinking about that, and the way I wanted to do it was, like, 
uh, Resident Evil like logs like throughout sure, the world. Sure, sure, absolutely. That kind of like absolutely. leaves out like their stories and what's happening, and then kind of leads you towards like this is the researcher like like here's the outbreak, and this is what the civilians see like maybe like a newscast that's yep. left behind. Okay, let me do you one better okay. actually. Um, one of me, Daniel. In <laughs> <laughs> woohoo. <laughs> um, one of the things that I actually really liked about Redfall was there are little moments when you are in boss lairs where you take out these, like, three special vampire spawns, okay. and then it releases, like, a memory oh. that you can kind of see, like, the memory of the of the, the kingpin. Like, for the first one, it was, you know, like, him interacting with his daughter, and then, you know, it, like, it kind of shows him interacting with his daughter and then, like, kind of, uh, de- like, regressing into this kind of, like, senile state. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so it could kind of be, like, you free spirits as oh. you fight stuff, and oh, then yeah. you see like memories of what was going on at the time or something. Oh, I like that. Okay, so like the goop is all tied to the researcher because that's where the primary crystals lodge, and that's all his memories being feeded out to everyone. Okay, yeah. So right, and my thinking is like the researcher uh, is basically breaking people down to use their like life energy. Okay. In order to kind of like harness this crystal's power and then use it to like transfer life energy into whoever he's trying to save or something. Yeah. Okay. And then initially, I guess he probably doesn't realize what's going on. Um, but then as he finds like, you know, ideal candidates to like house this magic, mm-hmm. it he realizes that like suddenly he's like tearing them apart and kind yeah. of like breaking them down. And then he's like, okay, well, I've gone too far now. I will kind of just have to keep continuing this. And then it gets out of hand yeah. and it starts spreading. And he loses his mind as he's like, I can keep liquidifying people. It's okay. Yeah, it's for yeah, the exactly. greater good. He kind of like loses his humanity mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So do you like the idea that he's doing it for his daughter or maybe he's doing it for himself? Because there's a, t- a direction where like I can see like he feels like he needs a longer life for himself and he's obsessed with his own immortality, which kind of takes away the empathetic route. But it's like, right. I, I'm the smartest man in the world. I need to stay alive so mm. I can create more for our kingdom. I think because it's a like... The party is really doing a sort of post-mortem on the area Mm because you're kind of going there and you're like, you know, oh, what the fuck is going on? There's all these shadow monsters. Mm -hmm. Let's mess them up. And then when you kill them, you realize like, oh, shit, these were people. Here's their memories. And like, here's the kind of like messed up stuff that happened. And then you kind of get to the end and you're like, oh, he was doing it for this reason. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you kind of get to walk away with a sort of like, I guess, like, you know, people are driven because of very powerful emotions. And sometimes it takes you to places that are you know too dark to return so keep the daughter you'd say yeah i'd say keep the daughter angle do you think the daughter is alive or dead at the end because i wasn't sure like are we gonna go with like she got experimented on or are we going with like he's trying to keep her alive yeah because she Um, could be like a dr freeze kind of thing where it's like his wife is kept in a container oh that would actually be really interesting she could be like the last living person of this kingdom kind of thing so yeah okay so if we're going with the angle where it's like it this has gone on for so long that mm-hmm. everybody has just been broken down. Mm-hmm. Like, how dark do we want to make this ending? Do we want to kind of just have it be like, you stumble on something really messed up and you just have to walk away from it without being able to save anybody? Or do you want to make it like, you can kind of reset everything by returning everything to this crystal and then like having everybody be reborn or something like that well i don't like the idea of them all being reborn i feel like that would leave 
a lot of conflict from like a world building aspect because now you're reintroducing a kingdom with like a very advanced technology into the modern world. Oh, for the yeah, that would that's be wild. true. That's true. Um, maybe and, you can kind of just say like, kind of imply to them that like you know by the end of it you are you know I think kickstarting this cycle of rebirth. Exactly. Again. It's like okay, they've been freed from this eternal torment. Yeah. Now they've been allowed to return to the cycle of regeneration that they have to deal with. Yeah, it could even be introducing the other world. Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. I think this would be like the first documentation of the other world existing and maybe where Robotnik kind of gets some of these ideas too maybe he's been here before right this is visual comedy but it's really funny that to like for us when we think of this world referring to the other world I automatically point yeah we all keep pointing because it's like ah yes it's the world in the sky yes yeah because it's a tube thing truly so stupid oh gosh yeah I also do like the idea of like having one survivor where it's like oh at least even though he was doing something horrible like he does save his daughter in the end in one way or another yeah. Yeah. Do you think it would be interesting to have him preserved somehow? And then when you wake him up, he is just left with like the realization of the weight of what he did. And then it's just like, cool, we kind of like freed everybody for you. And now you kind of just have to like live on with the guilt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what he would do. I, I think that's like a fun, like it could be just, yeah, this researcher survives. Like, he, right. Like, you kill the monster form, it's like, and you're out of your madness, but do you understand what you did? Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a good angle, too. And then his daughter is like, maybe have gone at that point. Because I don't think yeah. both should live. I think only one person No, absolutely, live. yeah, yeah. There's one survivor kind of thing, and the survivor's guilt's got to play into him somehow. And, yeah, because you could kind of use him as a sort of plot device where he just knows stuff. Mm-hmm. And so if you ever kind of need to be like, where do we go next? You can kind of have him, you know, be like, you know, I've decided to, you know, go to your adventures guild and kind of work there. Mm-hmm. see how i can contribute yeah yeah it's tough i i i, I they're both so much fun oh my gosh i because yeah i also i really like also like the idea of the daughter <laughs> being left yeah it's a toss-up oh man if i had to choose i, I don't it... know if playing the daughter would be as interesting though yeah because she well if you play the daughter it could be like she had she's just as she's smart she was a very gifted child and but she has to deal with the survivor guilt of what her father did and like come to accept like that's not her choice or someone else's. Yeah, okay. It could be that or but I playing like the father is like you have to deal with the grief of what you've done, but you also have a more easy through line for the knowledge of the crystals and his experimentation. Right. God, right. I mean both of them provide the same gateway that I can see. Yeah, yeah. But oh man. I I, I like I feel like if the father lived, I would want to kill him. <laughs> Oh, I would want to kill him as a player. Like you did so many bad things. That's true. That's really true. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really true. I, I think I'll I'll put my vote for the daughter surviving. I think in this scenario, who has who's just like who is his assistant and super smart, the Maria of this world, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. But man, that's tough. Hon- honestly, you could go either direction. And yeah. Maybe just keep it open ended. Yeah. Like I I think this is for the listeners. Um. You have creative freedom here. You can take whatever we use and twist it whatever way you want. Yeah, I, would... I think maybe when we recompile this, we will decide. Yeah, but for now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I would keep Maria alive, just because I can make the jokes like Maria <laughs> constantly. I I think what's gonna happen is as we fill out the rest of the world and like fill out the the kind of like ending of the story mm-hmm. of the campaign, um, it'll become more clear like what the more interesting character to have alive would be. Yeah. Because uh, I think what's going to end up happening is there's going to be a sort of 
like Ocarina of Time, every crystal will have a sage, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So there will be a character from each arc that's left and is kind of like a consultant slash like key to unlocking the ending. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see like who's more interesting by the end of it to have left alive. Yeah. As far as spicing up like the in-betweens and getting there, there's going to be logs around that will lead you to the end boss, which is going to be the researcher. One log will be focused on the civilians' perspectives on like how they got overrun and how these creatures are and how they're so dangerous. Right? Kind yeah, of, like the outbreak. Yeah, sort they're of like all a dead from there. Yeah, like, yeah, like you have to kill them. They're dead already. Yada yada. Yeah. There'll be another log detailing like uh, the researcher that exists and what they're working on, the discovery of the chaos emerald. And you're like, that's what we're looking for, and that's a ah, researcher. Ah, yeah, okay. Okay, so that's the yeah. second log, and then or second memory uh, that you right. get from fighting the monsters, and then the third memory is about this guy and his motivations for why he used the chaos emeralds and right. what led to the overrunning of the world. So it's like, ah, yeah. there's your three memories that leads you to it. And they all come from just fighting the monsters, which are just going to be like zombies. Well, uh, I, zombies it, with guns, I guess. I, I think it would be really cool to kind of do like a sort of heartless situation. I had never played Kingdom Hearts, so I yeah. don't know if that's an apt comparison, but it would be cool to just kind of have them be like shadow blights. Oh, yeah. And then you don't even realize they're human yet. And then there will be like a very specific looking type of monster that when you kill it, it releases these memories. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, shit, these were people. Yeah. Because as you kill more and more of them, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And you can let them know. It's like these are the monsters that carry like heavy amounts of condensed memories. Yeah. Like they must they must be like the the kind of life forms that collected the most amount of energy when mm. people were broken down yeah and it houses the most like sort of spirit residue yeah and an additional way is like because like one you need that as a clue to find the chaos emeralds and then two you also need it as like if you kill these things they also like bring down the wall of water around the island or something because like, oh yeah 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 right right we're right. going red fall yes i i mean we can make the barrier anything the thing that's really cool about red fall is that um you know like traditionally vampires can't cross running water okay and so it's just like this really cool idea of very powerful kind of like like opportunist vampires, right? Because they're all like they're all just like venture capitalists, yeah. basically. Them being like, oh shit, we're vampires now. Let's just remove water from the equation, and uh, then they kind of just like push all the water outward and make a wall. Like that concept is like super cool to me. Oh, okay, I wonder but how it's, but it's like a vampire specific thing. Yeah. So it could really be anything. A big wall. Yeah, just a big a wall. Red, red, fall, red wall. Red wall. Yeah, red wall. Oh, okay. And then we pivot into a bunch of, like, mice warriors. <laughs> yes, there you go. And maybe they're the only last surviving people here, and they give ah, you the Ah, yeah. I think they're the survivors. Much more compelling story yeah. is to just have some mice Wait, with swords. Mice, mice and men. Uh, that's not how that story goes at all. Could be, though. It could be. Okay, and then I think ways to spice up the encounters here, like, besides just having, like, zombie encounters, there's the big, beefy horde ones. You can give them abilities where they can spawn more. You can give them abilities where they explode and do sure. extra damage. Just think of Left for Dead enemies, people that can, like, paralyze and bind, stuff like that. Yep. I would personally put in a sort of like horror spin on it mm-hmm. where like as you're moving through the world and like not you're kind of like discovering what is there for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of have like these little moments of like people getting grabbed from the shadows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. You've been you've been caught uh, unguarded or something. No, that's not oh, I thought you were going for smooth criminal. Yeah. You've been struck by smooth a creepy shadow guy. Boop, boop. Dun, 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 dun. Punch, punch. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Lean. They all lean real hard. Wait, what? I don't know. Is it like a dance move? Yeah. Okay. The smooth criminal lean. I think that's the one. Anyways, I don't remember. I don't know much about Michael Jackson. (laughs) Same. Maybe that could be one of the creatures you fight. I don't know. You just fight Michael Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Have you seen Plants vs. Zombies, that game? 
Do you fight Michael Jackson in it? Yeah, there's a dancing uh, Michael Jackson zombie. That's good. It's pretty fun. That's good. Um, yeah, those are some of the encounters you can spice into it. I think you can add in a bunch of puzzles if you want. Like, you can do um, a classic find the pipe that fits into the right hole to open a fucking door kind of thing. <laughs> uh, Chris! It's more, yeah, because it's a very, much more modernized world, right? So you can do a lot of things. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this one to me feels a lot more like it would just kind of be like a slow burn storytelling one where you just are leading your party through kind of like, you know, ruins of what must have been here before mm-hmm. and it's like eerily empty. Um, and then, you know, like things just kind of start crawling out of nowhere. Yeah. And then you fight them and then you kind of like get to just slowly listen to just kind of have like a cutscene arc. If you want to add that survival horror element too, you can create like a small dungeon map where it's like you, these are the mm. buildings you can go interact with, mm-hmm. similar to rooms. Instead of rooms, just say like these are the buildings you can go. And yeah, search okay. for just like key points of interest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. you can go to like a house, you see a mansion on the hill, you find an, uh, a factory, a kingdom's throne. Kind oh, of thing. yeah. I think it would make sense to kind of eventually get to the point where like the research was happening, mm-hmm. and then that's where the sort of final encounter is. Yeah. So I think like one of the ways I could like build this dungeon out is like each time you go to an area it gives you like a clue and the clue leads you to a new location but also two or maybe two new locations mm. and then go from there but just some ideas for you uh yeah let, let's just kind of run through the general outline of what would happen so you discover the existence of this crystal mm-hmm. or rather the the existence of something at this location you yep. go there it's let's just say it's a remote island i just for ease of setting what'd you call it a remote island a remote island yeah island. yeah I thought you said Rhode Island. I was oh, like, oh let's, okay. just, let's just make it Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. that would be great. Giddy, giddy. <laughs> Wait, what is that reference? It's a uh, family guy because they're in Rhode Island. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, Quahog, Rhode Island. Oh, shit. Okay. I believe so. Or I'm wrong. You, if you're a family guy. Uh, you just tweet Ben Siller or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, okay. So you go there. It's like kind of a barren ruins of an ancient civilization. Um, you go you like hop from sort of destination to destination like fighting these little memory fiends along the way Mm -hmm. you're getting cutscenes of uh like the when the outbreak came out and people started getting like overrun by these monsters um you get a cutscene for uh you know like the researcher kind of like slowly being pushed towards the edge kind Mm -hmm. of like in desperation for wanting to save his daughter you get maybe like a final cutscene where the researcher has like He's like fully gone past the brink of humanity and he's like, he's gonna, he, like, I think it should set up for where he's like, I will just have to house the sort of like energy myself. Yes. And then at that point, he's kind of like preserved as like a power cell for the manifestation of this like dark crystal. Oh, I was thinking he just fell on it on accident when like a bunch of security guards busted. He's like, we're taking you down. He's like, oh, no. Oh, wait, that's actually pretty sick. Because it would kind of be like in Resident Evil 2, where like the SWAT team finds Birkin, and okay. then he's like, you know what, I'll just use it on myself. Yeah, and exactly. Turns, kind yeah, of thing. okay, that's perfect, let's do that. Okay. And then basically what happens is he is being preserved as like a vessel to house the energy of the crystal. Mm-hmm. And then when you defeat the last final like shadow fiend boss. Yeah, a giant heartless, just like in exactly, the beginning yeah. of Kingdom Hearts. Right. Um. Then you free him, and then he's kind of like, where he was like before he be- like succumbed to the darkness and mm-hmm. then he kind of has to just like recollect everything that he's done mm-hmm. or he gets Thanos dusted depends on who you decide to keep but yes oh right right sorry yeah. um, um or yeah if it is the daughter then it's him uh I guess the memory would be like him kind of like in a last ditch effort doing like a really drastic measure of mm-hmm. like just kind of like 
infusing her with the crystal with the power of the crystal or even just like embedding it in her um and then you know he gets taken out or something yeah and then the, the daughter becomes like the vessel mm-hmm. yeah or he's the last beast of energy to fulfill the crystal requirement for his daughter oh he's the last one. Uh. that's interesting just direction that's interesting yeah okay um, cool and just as something I was like kind of playing with while Daniel was doing the recap is that like a fun little obstacle that makes me think of survival horror is like this big truck like drive through horde as you're trying to make it to the final like location with the pharmaceutical to deal with the researcher. It's just okay. like we got this clock going from Blades in the Dark and you're like we got to make ah! it to the very end and you're trying to fight off the horde cuz now it's like you're in the building, you're fighting last boss, but there's also a horde knocking. So you guys got to get this done quick. Oh, to I add that yeah, like horror I like that. element. I really like, yeah, I love the clock system for stuff like this because you can be like, yeah, cool, let's do a scene where it's like a movie and they got to like, you know, they're racing against time and they're driving this big vehicle through to get to this place, right? Mm -hmm. And they got to like just bust in there and get what they need to do done. And then normally you'd be kind of like thinking about how to translate that into like D&D terms or something. And you'd be like, okay, I guess there's like a vehicle, there's vehicle mechanics and it's chase mechanics mechanics, and you can kind of like shoot people. But then when it's like a clock, you can kind of just be like, okay, how would you make it easier for the for this vehicle to get through these things? Yes. It's like, okay, I cast this spell or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cool, yeah, that fills the clock. Yeah, that yeah. does it. Okay, yeah, cool. Nice. All right, but yeah, just random thoughts I had as a GM on the side. Um, thank Ship you all. It. Yep. We're going to close out. So thank you all for listening to One Shot at a Time. This episode is inspired by Redfall, a vampire survival horror game that's not very good on Steam, but I know I thought. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, that is an apt description of the game. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, As always, we ask that you leave a five-star review if you like the episode. Give us a follow, subscribe, hit that bell icon so you can get notified of new episodes. Leave a comment if you're able to. Let us know like what you like, what you didn't like, and maybe submit your own future prompts. You can hit us up at oneshotatatimecast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also tweet us at oneshotatatime. Daniel also has a Twitter now. Would you like to plug yourself? Oh, my Twitter is at domo i am daniel d-o-m-o-i-m daniel yeah if you want to learn some japanese or just some read some hot takes on games <laughs> uh he did get retweeted by a game company which was pretty cool uh yeah oh yeah i tweeted about ghost lore so yeah. that's a cool game you should check that out yeah definitely check it out uh as always we ask you to share this with your friends word of mouth is the best way to help us out as we don't make any money off this podcast because yeah that's just yeah, how podcasting works. companies just don't care about D I guess yeah i guess so uh we'll be back in two tuesdays because we are bi-weekly so definitely keep us in your hearts and check us out other than that see y'all next time bye bye